Cat and Cloud podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess no matter where you are. All you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed in nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh, and it's got this special immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staples, so there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable, and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on Steeped Coffee at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you happen to be in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. Jason, I hope you had a great time at Puyol. That looks amazing. Puyol. The best. Where is it? Yeah, Mexico City. Mexico City? Yeah. What's he doing Or in New York, City? but I think Mexico City. Oaxaca. Sorry, I'm Oaxaca? Wrong. It's in Oaxaca. Uh, yeah, they go, dude, that's sick. Good for you. Good for you, J-Bone. Oaxaca, Oaxaca, dude. Like oh. Fuzzy Bear. Just like they said, Fuzzy Bear. <laughs> Muppets? You watching the Muppets? I saw a Muppet, uh, I saw a Muppet cartoon the other day. Not mm, a full thing. Like Muppet Babies? It, ma, no, Grown Muppets. They have cartoon Muppets. I believe you. Sorry, it was actually, what do puppet you call Muppet? it? Puppet. Puppet. <laughs> Muppet. It's a puppet Muppet. It was a Jim Henson Muppet puppet. Yeah, that's, those are the best Muppets. It was a cartoon of Muppet... Co- I'm, Muppet I'm saying Christmas cartoon, Carol? and I mean to say commercial. Hello, I Mr. Saw a Muppet Green commercial. Green. <laughs> Muppet Christmas Carol is They a were great selling film. like wireless or some bullshit like that. Of course they They're were. They're Muppets. You could buy wireless. Oh, no. It was the new stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, Portal by Facebook. Oh, geez. So Portal attaches to your TV. Okay. And it looks like a little camera. Oh, good. And it allows you to do like a live video chat with multiple people from oh, multiple TVs. Right, right, right. If through Facebook. Right. right so right. you could, or I don't know if it's through the app or Facebook just owns it or how it, I don't know how sure. it works. But it's Straight it was, to Russia. Yeah, you could see, <laughs> with love. you know, Fozzie Bear, his oh, mom. Oh, I get it. They were Miss all talking Piggy, to each other. They were all talking to each other. They, all could all see, they could all see each other. Wow. Facebook. <laughs> It was really interesting to see Facebook develop something that actually has hardware involved with it. Sure. It's like, cool, I'm going to buy this fucking camera and then put it on the TV. It's like, dude, skip the step, right? Okay. Like, we all saw what happened with Apple TV. Apple TV makes the thing, and then everyone's like, ooh, I'm going to build it into the TV. It's just a smart TV. Right. So just get with some fucking television manufacturers and have them pre-input the software in, like, you're not going to make money off the hardware. Dude, I saw the funniest meme. Or maybe it was a tweet, tweet, a tweet, but somebody's like, I wonder when everybody's going to wise up and realize that all these online publications like Hulu are just basically recreating cable. That's <laughs> so funny because <laughs> that's what they're kind of doing. Yeah, like, it's just, yeah, I it's, mean, there's like the added convenience of I can watch it whenever I want. Totally. That's where TiVo used to be. Which, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just different though. But yeah, isn't that funny? Well, isn't that funny, dude? <laughs> there's, yeah, it's super, it, well, okay. There is this effect of you kind of get more 
theoretically, you can get more diversity in your programming because, uh, let's take Netflix as exa- as an example, and this is me just regurgitating something I heard on another podcast, which I was like, oh, that's really interesting. So if you look at somewhere like Blockbuster Video, back in, in the day, in where, Des Moines. You, where you go and rent a movie and take it home, right? Mm-hmm. You, as Blockbuster Video, you're kind of relying on other people's content. So you're bringing in stuff like from Hollywood right. to to like sell to people, rent to people. And then one step away from that is the original version of Netflix, which is like, you don't even have to go to the video store. We're just going to send you a, a, like a, a DVD to your house. Yep. Right. So that's like one step. The, yep. se- the second, second step away is we don't, we're not even going to send you anything to your house. You can like live stream that shit. Right. The third step is, you know what? We're like paying Hollywood to repackage their stuff and sell it to you. Let's just make our own stuff. Right. So now you have an infinite number of like in just like re- there's so many fucking TV shows out there. Like I oh, don't yeah, know how anybody happened. finds something to watch. There's a lot. Because they're like we're just going to make our own. Yeah, there's and, a lot. I'm just And then they rely on the word of mouth, but there's even so many. Yeah. And then I'm sure they hit something different every demographic, every country, city, country, whatever. But yeah, it's just another reason for you to sit on the couch and be a lazy sack of shit if you want to. <laughs> you can just be there. It's like, do you watch TV? No, I don't really watch TV. I mostly watch Netflix. Okay, fat guy. <laughs> I binge. <laughs> it's like, come on. I'm a binger. It's a 3-day a weeker. <laughs> That's all I do for 3 <laughs> days. The other the other 5 to four, because I do math. I heard eight. they're changing their format at Netflix to not release full, um, full episode or like full series of shows at the same time. Mm, so they're gonna make you come back. They're gonna make you keep coming back, man. Which I feel like is almost them trying to build a habit inside of you. I'm sure it is. Where it's like every Tuesday you're gonna watch this, and also every Wednesday you're gonna watch this because uh-huh. there's so many sick programs. Yeah. I walked in on my wife. <laughs> here we go fucking watching the walking dead and i was so disappointed i was like seriously they still make this oh like, yeah there's a lot of them I think. a move like zombies and you're watching it like what is wrong with you it's pretty i think that thing's been out for years it's like eight seasons old and i'm just like the zombies never die dog i was just like this is <laughs> like what new What's new that they could write into this that's actually m- mildly entertaining? The next thing will be zombies making zombie babies. They probably already did that, right? I fucking don't know. I don't watch it. I just saw her watching it, and I watched it, and I was like, for five minutes, and I was like, you're insane. And then I went down to the courthouse. And I was like, I'm getting divorce papers right now. This <laughs> shit's not going to work out between us. We actually have different values. Like, this is not good. She's all, I value the dead, and you're oh, like, I value dude, the living. This is so, so <laughs> depressing. <laughs> When the moon comes out, though, dude, is all. I guess. It's like the black pearl. I don't know. I was just like, <laughs> really? The Walking Dead? This? What do we it's call like yeah. anything that you could just like shove down someone's throat. Like, this is a worthwhile use of your time. But what about Zombieland 2? I mean, I would fuck with that. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because there's only two of them. Well, there's only two of them. It's scarcity. Emma Stone. Oh, Woody yeah. Harrelson. Totally. What do you want? dude? That, amazing. The guy, who's the other? There's two other funny people. Dude, who that. cares? Emma is Stone is Norton? the best. Like, yeah, she's pretty good at stuff. She's good at everything. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Like what? <laughs> what was that? Um, crazy oh, stupid love. Crazy stupid love. Great when film. her and the gauze are gonna go at it, and she's like, "I'm not taking my shirt off. 
Not with all this stuff going on, <laughs> like pointing at his perfect body. The gauze. <laughs> like, you think you still got it? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. You still got it. The gauze has got it. There's no way he doesn't got it. But he doesn't have goslings yet. That's little gauzes. He doesn't need them, dude. They're gooselings. Goose. He probably doesn't need them. He's all at one point though. I have everything I yeah. want. <laughs> I have everything I want. He'll probably just adopt like a couple kids from Rwanda right. or something like that. Brangelina. They did something like that, right? Yeah, they like, have like 36 six, six kids. kids or something like that. Yeah, one for every Wu-Tang chamber. You guys, did you know that we're really into pop culture right now? <laughs> yeah, dude. Tell? The, a movie that's 10 years old and a TV show that's eight we're deep years into old. We're pop culture, you guys. Except for Zombieland 2, we're really on the cutting edge. Did I'm that down, already come I'm out? I'm down with that. I think it's out. It's got to because I'm sure it tried to come out around Halloween, right? That would make sense. Yeah. So I many, don't know anything. So many movies. I do. I do want to see the uh, Ford versus Ferrari movie. It's probably going to be good. I mean, it's there's Matt, some good movies. Matt Damon and Christian Bale. Yeah. seems pretty cool. They seem like they'd play really good, like execs. I'm down. I mean, like I could see car guys. You know, yeah, I could see Matt Damon as Carol Shelby, the it's, legend. It's probably going to be good. I mean, if you're into that stuff, it's probably good. If you're not into that stuff, you're probably like, wow, that was two hours i'll never nah, get back because people still like even if you're not into sports everybody's like remember the titans and and i feel like it's gonna be one of those kind of feel goody like really interesting movies yeah maybe i don't know i There's i'm with ones. you i'm gonna feel like that about it but well, you I, love cars so you i love cars win. it's i think ev- like remember the titans is like this epic like I mean, that hits every battle right? about like teamwork and sure. everything together yeah there's like a, a socioeconomic and a yeah. cultural component to it and i mean Sure. This is Italy and America sure, coming yeah, together like, for the first time. There is like an underdog in Ford, right? A company still run by a bunch of rich American white dudes or whatever. Yeah, there's. Uh, but like you know, whatever. <laughs> but, <laughs> oh no, I'm a billionaire. I'm gonna overcome Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> no, what they're really secretly doing is finally getting us pasta for real. For dude. real, I want to get pasta. The finest for Italian real. cuisine is we're gonna we make Ferrari. the best car ever, <laughs> and we're gonna burn it down, dude. Oh my gosh, we're gonna win 24 hours of Daytona. We're gonna win the Le Mans, is what I meant to say. I don't know. What is that what it is? is that the race is? is that the story? They there try is to, like they the do a Le Mans race, or is it like <sighs> they do one of each, and it's like uh, you do me, I'll do you, you get it. <laughs> is it Le Mans? I can't remember. I'm blanking on the thing right now. I mean, but Le apparently, the story goes is that. Um, Ferrari's crushing it in the race game. Whoever Henry Ford, the whatever he was, third, right. fourth, fifth, sixth, yeah, the eighth, stanger, whatever, was like, "Hey, I want to get in on what you're doing. Let me buy like one percent of your racing division, or buy into like one percent of Ferrari." Like, oh, that's I, how this I'm works. I'm like pretty into this. I need to be huh. a part of this. And Ferrari's like, eh, "Yeah, no." And then he's like, "Okay, fuck you." Does he say I'll race you for it? I'm gonna just like no. Then he's just like okay. If I can't get into what your go, what like your, uh, like your expertise in the racing game, I'm just gonna beat you. I'm, we're just at gonna your racing. I'm game? just gonna do yeah. Develop uh, something that'll beat you. So that's how like the is this the, where that supercar comes in? That's play where the, the GT40 like yep. came from. Yep. Was a collaboration between Ford and Carroll Shelby, who is just like a Shelby race car Cove. builder, and yeah. now he's like. Super right, associated with right. Ford because you get things like the the Cobra yeah. and like the Shelby Mustang, the original like GT three fifty and GT okay, five hundred. Okay, so this is where all that's gonna go. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, and then you probably have like a so basically it's like Cars two. It's like Cars part two. <laughs> I love like the old automotive industry though. I, I it's that was so when it was hot. It's so interesting to me. Like it's a different kind of hot now. Even 
you know, when Ford started, like a lot of their success was built off of showing that their cars could race and perform yeah. well and not basically just not break. Because people weren't really driving cars, you know. It's like yeah, that's the wa- thing. Cars were at one point like not what everybody did. There was no infrastructure for cars. Yeah. It's like there's no roads. Right. There's maybe like a little parkway where really rich people can go and fuck around with that stuff. With their carriages. <laughs> yeah. Car- I got a motor carriage. <laughs> it's like a carriage. It's like a carriage two horsepower. Park. Yeah, you could just crank Wind out the top front. speed, twenty five yeah. miles an hour. I remember rewatching in Hawaii. We were there for. Well, by the way, welcome back, me. I know, but in Hawaii, we watched Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade one evening, like half of it. I would go to bed early, like every night. But they had the desert when they're like chasing young Indiana Jones uh, yep. and River Phoenix. But they had the old motor car, and I was like, man, that probably. And it was like driving, and you can see how slow it was because the horses basically keep up with it. But just like taking that thing through the desert. And like was probably so sketch on how nice a car that was or how old, you know, like how right. fragile that thing was chasing it down like next to a train. I was just thinking about how slow those things used to go and how people were like, I have a motor car. And it's like it goes just as fast as this horse. <laughs> it's like the same, except for you get to sit inside of it. It's like it's, a ca- I mean, it's, it's a modern marvel. It's a casual experience. It's a modern marvel, but really it was funny. It's a, sta- it's a status thing. Yeah. Cars. They weren't everywhere. They weren't everywhere. They weren't, they weren't everywhere. Like, and here, here they are everywhere. Yeah. All, uh, so many things inspired by cars. Um, planes, right? Planes. <laughs> See, okay. Cars for the sky. Here's a cool idea. Maybe it's not a cool idea. Maybe I'm just excited about it. Secret menu. Secret for cars. special menu. Okay. So in the, in the 60s, General Motors, like Chevrolet had um had uh, they were like one of the bigger of the big automakers and to kind of appease i can't remember how it worked anyway they they basically limited the size of engines that would go in certain cars like take a camaro like they wouldn't produce a camaro with a motor over 400 cubic inches um i can't remember what the story was the corvette was kind of this exception so they were kind of like downplaying some of their own shit but there was this thing called uh copo it's like a central office production order and it was made for people building like fleets of vehicles so let's say you had a taxi company and you wanted to order taxis and you're like i need 30 cars but i need them to have these five options that aren't regular dealer options or if you needed like a series of tow trucks you're like i need five trucks that all have like this big like beefy axle and like this kind of motor and like this kind of hitch and all like these little radio things put right. in them that's how you would order those things and then uh. race car drivers like or like performance minded people basically started getting wise to like huh this is kind of like a secret menu for cars and if i order things that i want like I'm going to order 16 Camaros with this like really rare, expensive, like all aluminum 427 cubic inch, like psycho motor. Right. You can't get it anywhere else, but I'm just going to order 12 of them and try to sell them at my dealership. And there's like a secret menu for cars. Like that's crazy. It's kind of cool. Like I was like, that's kind of neat. So now there's all these really rare, like super rare one-off cars that just don't exist anywhere else. It's like, 
So how do you find them? Um, do they say they like have, Copa they have or whatever? On they it? have special VIN numbers okay. and like you have to authenticate like their order history because they'll have like a purchase order from the dealer who ordered them. Right. And it's always attached to the VIN. And it, then there's like that in combination with the VIN in combination with something else. And that's I was like, cray. wow, that's really cool. Like, I don't know how I would use that in coffee or in our business, but it'd be kind of cool to be able to like create Secret your own thing. merchandise. It's your own you roaster. Or... or Okay, yeah, like what if um, like a, your own espresso machine, like of a wholesale account, one of our wholesale partners was like, you know, I kind of dig in the merch you guys are doing. I want to order like 25 shirts that have this little collab logo yeah. and we're going to move this here. That'd be sick. And then I'll, we'll just put in the order. We pay our same margin. You guys do the legwork. Right. And then we have this cool little custom thing that's just for our shop, but also leverages your brand power because you totally. are bigger. And, and our ability to do design or somebody's ability to do design. Yeah. Kind of neat. And then we can sell those on our web shop. You it's can't, super fun. Can't and really get a your whammy, web shop. Wins. Yeah. And it's just like this cool little. Uh, That's a good idea. Cool little thing. I don't know. Maybe do that, everybody out there. You can try, Maybe do you that. Try, us. Try that out. <laughs> one day. <laughs> just when we come up for air. We will one time. Give it a whirl. Did um, I learned in <laughs> Comedians and Getting Cars, Getting Coffee that Bugattis were made by the same company as VW. One. And then apparently they have like eight radiators or some shiznit in those things. Yeah. Or more, maybe he said. I felt like he said eight, though. They might have eight radiators. Jerry Seinfeld said, I think he said eight radiators, which is a lot. Yeah, the new um, the new GT500 Mustang, which has like 750 horsepower. Like one of the biggest challenges. That's a lot of horses. They had producing it was getting enough cooling in it. So the, it whole just rage. Fr- the whole front end design is like based off letting air in, and it also has multiple radiators. Yeah, the du- I didn't realize... I mean, I knew Bugattis were made to go quick, but you don't ever really see anybody, you know, drive... No one really the, drives. They them. just drive around, and they're like, this is a Bugatti, and I'm all... It goes uh, 230 miles an hour. Yeah, and I they take drive it up like there all the sometimes time. Sometimes to 45. Yeah. Just downtown only. I don't go on the freeway with this thing because it's dangerous. Literally, I'm just rich. Too, yeah. Too rich to know what to do with. Yeah, because he pulled up with... Uh, it was Seinfeld and... Um, um, oh gosh, I cannot believe I'm blanking on his name, but homie from who made Seinfeld, Larry David, <laughs> Larry, yeah, and they're hilarious together. But they pulled I up in bet. a '52 uh, Bug, <laughs> and it was like this macked out. And anyway, but because like, they they he tries to match the cars to the guests that he has, yeah. right? And and the '52 Bug was like the one that all the cool people in high school had when Larry David was in high school. That is so, so he funny. brought him like a perfectly tricked out one. It was. It's a sick ride, but they pull up next to the Bugatti and he stops and he's just Jerry loves cars so much. So he's just looking at his all. Did you know? And I'm like, I did not know. And he taught Larry David about the same company and the eight radiators. And he's all, this one doesn't even have one. Yeah, they own. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Air cooled, baby. Yeah, don't give a fuck, which is still like a mind blowing to me. Yeah. They're like even Porsches in the 80s and like Porsche. early 90s, like air cooled motors. I'm like, my friend's dad like actually bought the last air cooled motor line before they went to water cooled. Oh, no and way. He was all proud of it because the back would open or the f- yeah, the front and the back would like a whoop, whoop, like to bring air through and cycle oh, it. They're so expensive now. Oh, pfft, yeah. what? Um, oh, what was I gonna say? Jeez, could be anything. I can't even remember. Larry <laughs> David, dude, what a champion. He is a champion. He's very funny, actually. He's super fucking funny. They together have a really cool... If you haven't watched that, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, their dynamic's oh, really good. Yeah, I was going to ask, did you see the Lavazza commercial? Oh, it's it's in a lot of them. Uh, they, yeah. It's not in that one, because the one. season that they did was pre-Lavazza. Like before that? Okay. Lavazza's whatever, the most recent ones, but everything... 
all the coffee is all of a sudden Lavazza. It's pretty fucking hilarious. But then it's not Lavazza. All it's like always got Lavazza branding, but then it's not even at a Lavazza place. Right. People making the coffee. And they try to edit in like this B roll of yeah, exactly. like Lavazza being made, like it's being made in the shop yeah. that they're in, but and you can not. totally tell that it's not. Yeah, it's like either like, specialty oh. or totally diner. Yeah, and it's pretty funny. Yeah, I'm like I, even when they, I think really? they were in New York at wherever i think they went to grumpy or whatever one yeah time. i saw that and it's still lavazza in that same one yeah even though they're talking about how good the coffee is from grumpy it's such a weird brand deal <laughs> gotta make that paper. i'm just wondering okay what is lavazza's i guess they have man there's some market share on the table for them like i mean they're huge in they're obviously but like in australia they were pretty huge yeah they're huge in italy for sure <laughs> right and so i'm sure they're just like well where's the other big coffee i mean uh, it'd be interesting to see where how they're doing in like asia and southeast asia because this coffee is pretty huge over there i wonder if they're trying to steal the brand share market share those places as well did i tell you that i went to get a haircut and i we saw were, your haircut I was we were comment we were Great talking haircut. about dude that's uh ed is his name McMahon, your boy well, Ed at the Get Faded Barbershop. Where's Get Faded? It's right by So Fresh and the Penny downtown. Oh, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Which I didn't go into for a long time because the name of the barbershop is Get Faded, and I was That's just like, a rough I name. don't know, I know. And like it. But then everybody in there's super cool, and there's like a little squad of people in there to like make videos and are really, yeah, dude. I went in there and just Those talking to the people. Peeps. They're down. Yeah, they're super down. And they we do a good job. trying to look good. But we were talking about coffee and coffee business because they know what we do. And he w- I was talking about, he was like, so how does it work? Like, what are you guys trying to do? Or are, are you trying to be like build the company and sell it? And I was like, well, that's actually way harder to do than, you know, people talk about, oh, build something and sell it. And yeah. then we inevitably started talking about Stumptown and Telly and in Blue Bottle and like Blue Bottle being bought by Nestle. And he's like, oh, is that why everyone's protesting Blue Bottle and Santana Row right now? And Are I, they? I didn't know. I Apparently didn't know they either. were. Apparently it's going in there and there were a bunch of people outside being like, don't let this shit in. Interesting. Which Matt Diavella asked me the same thing when I was on his podcast. He's like, is that why everyone was like standing out there picketing saying like, don't like come here when the new blue bottle opened down the street from where he lives i'm sure it is i mean it makes sense which i was kind of the only legs they'd have to go on yeah people really hate nestle right yeah i i wasn't even aware that they were opening in santana row i'm not surprised at all no i'm not surprised at all it's actually a perfect fit for them yeah i was like bring your design i was probably they probably try to go after verve or them pretty much right at that point either of those would be like pretty solid fits okay actually i'm gonna give props to one of the big boys did you see the Intelli in the TAC hotel. TAC. I don't know. Uh, like the airplanes. Okay, dude. It's an airplane hotel. I, t- I didn't go too much deeper than this, but <laughs> all I got to say is it is. Oh, well, come on. Is it only in your story? Don't you dare be that kind of. I mean, it's La Marzocco who did it. Hold on. It is. I mean, it's one of those things where you go into a space because the space looks so sick. You can't not. Right. But. It was gangbang. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I'll find it for you. And then you can tell me what you think. But it's just good design. We'll do like hotornot.com. It was not a hot or not. You would have been like, yeah, for sure. Because it's crazy. This is it. (laughs) 
Oh, weird. Three co- it's three coffee bars in a hotel. Oh, it's a TWA hotel. TWA, sorry, not T. Yep, I did it wrong. TWA, Flight 103. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's got like a... It's just really aeronautic looking, right? Yeah, it, it's almost like a different version of like mid-century modern yeah. with a... Oh, look, they got the fucking vintage yeah flight attendant the flight outfits. attendant outfit it's just like the whole place was before made they were flight attendants there you go were, oh yeah that's cool looking that so, whole thing's cool looking. yeah so i gotta give props to you and telly i mean you got you i mean it's really basic what they did not they, to take away from no, it it's like great the, hotel, it's like, the space is already sick right yeah it's but like, you just made it you you fit the fit design it in. really yeah. well they used restraint yeah exactly which is nice and that was that was pretty it was a pretty buttery maneuver to do so but i told i agree it's like the KB90 looks good in there. Yeah, it's and like it's just good, like their colors fit perfectly. It's a good shape. The KB90 is awesome. The place is already going to be red and Where white. Where is that? Jeez, good question. TWA Hotel. I mean, they're they're like JFK Airport. Airport. Oh. Uh, I mean, they it, the whole hotel is built like it's pretty extremely funny. aeronautic modern. So is it like a hotel that's on the airport grounds? Yeah, like barely anybody's going to go there except for to get coffee or if you're like... Actually, everybody hates JFK, so probably a lot of people are going to end up staying there. <laughs> They're going to get fronted a lot of places to stay. Such an interesting concept. They're you know, really diving into that experiential thing. It's like you yeah. might need to stay by the airport. Staying by the airport sucks, so we'll make it look like the fanciest airport. Although I feel like after a while I'd be like, I just feel like I'm still in an airport. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Is it's like... I mean, to me, that's just a, it's a really cool branding opportunity. If you have the money and opportunity to go in there, yeah. you're getting like whatever. Maybe they must be using whatever. There'll be coffee in there. Everybody who's going to go to that airport and the airport hotel is going to want coffee because that's one of the few things that people for sure get at an airport is coffee. Coffee's coffee is great. like the thing you for sure is either coffee or alcohol. You will buy it at an airport. I wonder if they have and alcohol sometimes there. Water. So anyway that's I, a cool, I, that's that cool just reminded design. me we're talking about airplanes and cars and design dude fucking the cafes in vegas are psycho they're good huh they're super good yeah it's like dude it's nuts i, I really like the vesta shout out that's the one i did i didn't go to public us but that looks pretty gangster dude that public us is insane. a lot of soul in there it looked like dude it's super cool so the, a lot of the design there's a lot of aesthetic that is really kind of japanese yeah influence like even Oh, I made a video. You have to watch the video, if only to see one thing, which is the way the the bathroom door shuts. That was cool. So it's like this huge rolling sliding door, and then instead of like a latch, there's this piece of wood that you like click forward, and it uh-huh. locks behind the frame of the door. I saw that. And it's so rad. I was like, ooh, I just want to be in here and like open and close this bathroom like all day. That's what I kind of noticed. I, I noticed that it was like even though it wasn't exact continuity everywhere that everything was fun and like interactive and like playful and worked it wasn't like it was not well designed it was just like it wasn't the same everywhere no there's a lot of different themes yeah and then there's like some common threads so the the japanese thing is kind of like this common thread that runs through it to where you see some kind of different lanterns around there's uh, there's bonsai by the pastry case at the register. And, and that was there, the owner letting you into the backspace? He works there. Okay. Uh, he Well, he's a partner. Okay. Yeah. He's not the guy that founded it or okay. whatever. Super dope. Like, really, really cool concept. And, and they, you know, so there's like bonsai in the restroom, mm. which is kind of cool. Yeah. So you have that, like, tying it through. And then there, oh, oh, I just had some heart palpitations. Whoa. We got excited. I just got excited. Um like inside the pastry case, they have all these little toy dinosaurs. Yeah, that, I saw that. And those kind of appear throughout the cafe. Like there's some on the espresso machine and they're just kind of hiding. Yeah. And 
the story behind that was something that's just fun, unique, and interesting. Something mm-hmm. that literally, like, you see it, and it just kind of makes you smile. Yeah. Which I had that effect because I was like, oh, there's T-Rex by the toast. Right. And that's kind of cool. It's and like I, when you used to bring your Biggie doll around. Yeah, I like, chuckled about it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of fun. I've never seen that before. <laughs> I feel that. And that was cool. And then there's, like, the... Um, the really cool communal tables with uh, trees going th- growing through them. Mm, I did see that too. That looked cool. So they're like slatted wood. And then where the tree comes through the middle of the table, the wood, like they bent it. So it kind of peels up to ca- kind of almost allude to the fact that the tree like burst it was up there first. through the bottom of the, of the table. Yeah. Um. So there's like this nature tie in. But then, yeah, then they have this wall growing. that's like this big, like uh picture wall. Where there's like, like a bunch pol- of Polaroids and yeah, random the Polaroids. stuff yeah. and like knickknacky things. So there's like two or three things that are like cool here themes, and then there's a few things that are just like this is fun, right? And engaging, and it just plays. Yeah, yeah. It seems like you guys saw a lot of different crazy places in Vegas. It looks like you, even though you're there for such a short time, you're like boom, 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 boom. Actually, you're there for like four or five days, right? We were there for four days, four yeah. days, yeah, three yeah, nights. Yeah. They're all kind of near each other. So and then that's true. So that place had a, a side room that all is like old an town. annex. And in the annex, they open it up on the weekends for special coffees and, and different kind of coffee experiences. But they also r- not rent it out, loan it out for free to people who are doing kind of community gatherings. So if you had something that's like a movement going on in the community, some sort of underserved part of the community, you could use that as your meeting space for free. It looked like a pretty sick. I mean, it basically looked like a whole other cafe. It was the size of like a whole different cafe. Like if you had that as your cafe, you'd be pretty psyched. And I am. I tell you what, <laughs> I was when we were there, Chuck and I was like, oh, I can see now how people are drawn to this place. Obviously, like Nevada's got some interesting tax things that are nice for people too. But like, the cost of living's not insane. The cost of build outs not insane, and rent. It's like. I mean, if you went to the strip, obviously different world, but like there's a lot of community there. You could get into some you could get into some stuff. And you can and do it, some yeah. Like that mothership place was inside this old hotel. I can't remember the name of it, but Tony Shea, founder and CEO of Zappos. Oh, right. he, he lives bought, right over there. <laughs> he lives right over there, yeah. yeah. So he bought the whole hotel, stripped it out, redid the whole thing. And there is a restaurant in the front. There's Mothership, which looks awesome. There's like a deck on top of that. And then everything that used to be the rooms are being rented out for artist spaces, little boutiques that are being built. So it's just all small independent businesses, people that are in the community who need a space to do their work. And I was like, dude, that is super dope. That's like a dream. He also bought a plot of land directly behind it where people can uh, drop their tiny homes. So oh, that's where all those tiny homes you saw the video are. Yeah, so he owns huh. that too. And it's just a place for people to like have sustainable living that's not super expensive and a place that feels good, you know? Yeah. Because a tiny home park is essentially a trailer park. Totally. Right? And you just, the aesthetic changes with tiny homes. Big say, time. Yeah, it, big it has time. a whole different feel to it and where it's placed. Because I think most people would associate trailer parks with really ghetto, ghetto. even do. though we have nice trailer parks here yeah. because they're right next to the ocean and it's people they who still feel that be way because the ocean yeah. so that that was pretty cool so he's he's like on this movement to revitalize downtown because parts of it were pretty sketchy like we drove by where people there's 
bars up on windows around businesses, yeah. like gates on the homes. I mean, even near Vesta, right? Yeah. Some yeah. of the Uber, and those are all kind of in the same zone. Yeah. And some of the Uber drivers are like, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's not really good to come down here. Yeah, it's interesting because it's the old town, too, because you're like right near where the original casinos are over there. Yeah, that place is fucking gnarly. It's kind of crazy because that's like the old Wild West where it was Shadyville all over the place. Dude, it's still we so weird. We didn't explore weird. it, really. Super weird. We went everywhere. It was kind of wild. Isn't it weird how much <laughs> is in that town? Weird, like just all over the place stuff. So And weird. there's actually way more cultures than you'd think, too. Yeah, it's interesting the stuff that's even being built into the places on the strip. So we went to this little mall where there is this place, terrible name. What's it called? Urban Necessities. Sure, terrible name. So you go in and it's like like StockX, but in real life. So on, on one wall, it's just fuckloads of sneakers, like sneakers for days. And on the other wall... There's garments and like every individual T-shirt is hung, wrapped in protective like zip up plastic. So nothing's exposed. And then there's some like really weird oddball items like all kinds of Supreme shit or like Bape oh, stuff. Oh, I saw some it's gangster like, stuff. Yeah. It's like all behind the things. And you like you use the app. You download the app before you go in. And they have like customer service people. Right. But they're just to grab sizes for you. So you scan the shoe with the app. And then it tells you how much the shoe costs in the different sizes. Because if you shop on StockX or like these goat places, right, it's not one price for the shoe since they're all individual sellers kind of. So like I wear an 11 and the size 11 is always more than what's listed because what's listed is like um, like an eight or something, sure. you know, some shit more that no, nobody wear fucking 11. wears. Yeah. Like, yeah, who wears an eight? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like 10 and a half, 11. Let's go. Little peeps. So we were just in there like scan and stuff. But it's like this really like urban streetwear strange kind of thing that you don't think would be inside of a mall that's inside of a casino in Las Vegas. Right. Dude, I totally feel you. It doesn't. I was just looking at the tea. You got to go, dude? No. You I was just go? thinking about something. It's <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> which that it was pretty rad. And now I, I found myself like, I was like, ooh, I wonder how much, which I don't even care about the brand, but I'm like, I wonder how much that Supreme Thermos is. It's right. Like, like cool little red. How thermos. much was it? $315 for, for a like thermos. an eight it's ounce thermos that says Supreme on it. It's so gnarly. And man. I'm just like, someone will buy that. And that is That's like the, what they call fuck you money. Bananas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they had, they had one shoe wall that was behind glass where it's got these different. I don't know. I was, was like, like scan one of those. Nipsey Hussle was doing at his place. Not exactly like that, but it was a lot of like interactive. I don't know if you read. Up I on didn't that. read up about that. too. I much. think he was doing a version of that. But there was also like combo content where you could like get some like videos of his stuff or something, something like that, like premium content if you go to his store oh like, yeah i did thing. see a little bit of that it's kind of it's kind of a cool it like that it's kind of a cool experience <laughs> i mean you, there's no you don't get any like bonuses or benefits right. to scanning it's just kind of but it's fun to just like you oh. get that joy uh there's some suspense it's like right? spinning that wheel exactly because yeah. you see the thing you want you're yeah. like ooh, dude i want that right and what's it gonna cost me then you don't know what it costs and then <laughs> The thing that I think is really cool about it, aside from that suspense part, is that as the retailer, like they're giving you the option to 
exit from that transaction, immediately walk away with something in your hand. Whereas the only other place that you could buy shoes like that is like online with Goat or with StockX and you buy the shoe right. and then the person who's selling the shoe ships the shoe to StockX. StockX authenticates that that's a real shoe and it's in the condition described and then they send it to you. And then you get shoes and right. it's like a few weeks later. It's not a real big deal, but you never get that experience of like, I wanted to buy these super rare Yeezy boosts and I like went into a store, scanned them and then like walked out with them like box in hand. Right. Which is, I, there's, I, to my knowledge, is nowhere else. Maybe there's a few other places. I'm not really in that world so sure. much, but it's kind of a cool, cool little thing. I mean, I'd be like, the suspense for me would be like, when am I going to find one that maybe I Cheap could enough, actually yeah. buy? And that's when you're like, yeah! It's like yeah. the, the lottery almost. Right. Like, Which I found one. You're still in that sense. It's like the there's, a, there's an interaction, right? right? Like you're you're digging for gold. They're like, it's, it's kind of true. You're like, they ooh, know. cool. Right. Like I'm going to scan this one. I'm going to scan that and one. It's I'm still hella one. expensive. But they're like, you know what? I could afford 150 bucks, not 800 though. Yeah. And there's and no. Like, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> and it's kind of cool because there's there's no, um, even though there's people that can help you, that'll yeah. help you get a size, there's no judgment of asking the price. There's no like how much are these? And they're like, they're 2000 bucks. And you're like, Ooh. And then you feel like all of a sudden I feel poor. Right. It's all private. Like you get to do the work in private. You scan the shoe and you're like, Oh yeah, it's not for me. And nobody's like, eh, that's true. Jared's, Jared's broke as yeah. fuck. You don't have to like bring it out and try it on. And be like, mm, no, I can't yeah. You're it. like, Oh no, I have to be embarrassed. You just walk out. Yeah. You're just like, Oh cool. And everybody's doing that. It's chill. Yeah. It's, I shop on my own terms it's now, <laughs> dog. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like a fun little I'm thing in there. But, but it was funny because I found myself wanting to buy something from it. Yeah, I mean, not I not too. because I really wanted anything that was there, but I was like, this is kind of fun, and I kind of wanted to say that it's I came. Like gambling. I came here and shopped. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. literally like it's gambling. Kind of like that. Huh? It's like set up for you to make an impulse buy, like a motherfucker, right? And it's like, you know, they, it's like if you go into the coffee shop and you're just like, what do I want? <laughs> I want chai, bro. I think I want. <laughs> I think I want something I can afford. <laughs> I think I want something I can afford. I'm gonna try chai. I'm gonna try chai. <laughs> I, you know what? <laughs> you like how we lead into that? If one? you were gonna try a chai, if you were gonna try a chai, you would want to try. We're, this is a the, sponsored the barista brew. Roll. The barista <laughs> brew by Santa Cruz Chai. Why is that? Well, let me tell you. Let well, me tell you. Well, let's talk about. I want to talk about Tom. Well, that's why. Okay, let's. We should just talk about. I was Tom. gonna go chai to Tom, but we can go Tom to chai. Dude. We can go Tom to chai. Let's go Tom to chai. Tom, Tom's been with us since before. Tom day is one. just like a cool ass motherfucker. Who Gino? Gino, you know Tom. You know Tom. You love Tom. You love Tom. Tom is a great guy. Tom's been a homie for a while. He makes his own chai right here in Santa Cruz. That's true. He's just been like a supporter of the shop since day one. Multiple bottles of whiskey given to us for love. Pretty much when like we open a five. store, yeah. he drops something off. Yeah. And is like, this is for you guys. Yep. Like really like love what you're doing. Appreciate it. Like it's it's super rad to watch. And He's been so amazing with guest services. And because I'm the way that I am, I look up those bottles on the internet and they're not cheap. No. So the thing that's <laughs> tight about him, too, that he developed with us is he developed that I, the barista brew, which is essentially like taking the idea of chai and instead of using a ton of water and chai, kind of making it stronger so that it can act as an espresso. Why? Because I like that creamy chai. OK, nobody wants a watered down chai. Soupy chai. Don't do that to yourself. Get a barista brew. So you can do like a three to one, three milk to one. And we can do ourselves a nice little 12 ounce chai, dude. I had one this morning. Oat milk, creamy beige. It was good, dude. Anyway, we definitely use a chai. It's delicious. Everybody loves it. 
He can get it to you wholesale, dog. They got a website. They got everything. Link in bio. Links in bio to Link the website. Link in the description. He's got you Seriously, in wholesale. If you need chai, all USA. It's really fucking good. Yeah. And here's the fucked up thing about chai. Is it good? I like good chai, but yeah. bad chai tastes like literal shit. Most people have bad chai. And it's so fucking bad. It's like overly sweet or just really thin and wimpy. And it tastes like you've got hot milk that someone sprinkled some like dirty water into. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you feel bad taking four bucks from someone for dirty water. Yeah, you're not going to do that with this. And the other thing that's real is that this this dude, Tom, really is about the relationship. So if you're the kind of company who likes good service and you like good chai, well, he's the one. But no doubt he would actually like connect with you and talk with you if you are serious about having a legitimate relationship so i'm just like he will relationship you he all will, night long there will be so much relation so much relation <laughs> sherman's never had relations <laughs> <laughs> but tom has dude but for real thank you tom and santa cruz chai from the beginning i'm happy to be growing with you and nobody nobody does chai like you nobody <laughs> nobody does it better Nobody, Nobody does, does it better. better. Anyway, so that that was a cool that was a cool store in the mall. There was also the off white store. So we went to the you off white store. You went to big. You went to big box. Big uh, big confetti box. Well, dude, circle I, box. Even even there at off white, I was like, ooh, maybe I could get some off white shit. There's nothing under a thousand dollars in that store. I what? still like. I just. That is such a world that I can't understand. Well, just being able to more like just being able to go and just drop a K on something. It actually changed the so Nike does these collabs like that's how I know of Off-White. Right. They did the collab with Nike and that was that made me think of the brand as, oh, it's it's kind of like, like a, approachable. It's somehow? like a streetwear brand right. that's like maybe a little bit elevated or right. whatever, but it's really not. It's really a high fashion brand. It's got way more in common with like a Louis Vuitton than it does, you know, with, with Legit some streetwear. Street yeah. yeah. It's like got more time with the that than the hundreds. Or but they jumped in. Yeah. It, yeah. They're like, they're, they, you know, dip, dip the toe in the water. It's right? just, it's interesting to like be able to appreciate that stuff. And then f at the same time be like, damn dude, like the kind of people who can wear that have like got to be such ballers. Oh, I fucking hate it. It's so whack. Like I was in line to come back from the airport in Vegas. We, we were leaving the show and there's two people who were leaving the show also. And, both of their kids. One of them is like, how how old is a kid that's this tall? Three to like, five. Like, how old is Izzy right yeah. now? Well, Izzy's seven, but she's like, Izzy seven. She's, way she's, than she's that. a little taller, right? Yeah, that that so size is like a Rory. So she's like a that's like a that's like a four to a three to five year old kid typically. Right. So there is a a dude, a little kid about Izzy J Izzy's age, and then his younger sister who is like just kind of barely walking. Right. And they both are wearing black supreme bar logo tees and you can't buy the bar logo tee on a regular basis like even if you go into the supreme shop they restrict that particular logo which is like their classic logo right so it costs a fuckload when they do drop it or if you do find it and these this kid's like five how this kid's like five is that even worth your time dude his his brother's like her brother's eight and their parents are just like dipped out in cash and i'm just like Knowing what I know about where Supreme came from, which is Supreme was a skate shop in New York built off the skate community right? and streetwear from there and now transitioned into this other place. I saw some fucking kid at Starbucks wearing some shit from the latest palace drop. And I'm just like, 
I would never wear that shit because now all of a sudden, even though the brand value is so insanely high for someone like me, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to end up wearing the same clothes as some fucking douchebag five-year-old kid in the airport. No fucking chance. So to me, even though I'm like intrigued, the brand has zero value, even though it just got a billion dollar valuation. It's so interesting. It's like, yeah, I'm just trying, I'm trying to like put something in a similar place, right? Because if you have like skaters starting a skate community, I'm like trying to go, okay, New York. I'm like, okay, Rucker Park, right? Right, ballers. Yeah, ballers, legends. (laughs) Different though. You're not like, it's not like drawing money. It's all respect there. But I'm like, man, I wish that was like, you know, the best of the best in the NBA go back there and it's just like a big deal and whatever. It's not the same thing. I'm just trying to like draw on something that like started from whatever, a theoretical culture that doesn't have a lot of money. So skaters historically aren't known for being rich right right yeah it's like not what skate culture no is. It's i mean like the people's culture not that long ago we're just like rejects that yeah like that's what i'm saying other right? people's parents didn't want us to come to their house right they're like i don't know maybe right. don't play with them go play with the other and people so it's instead. like rucker park athletes like typically poor athletes over there just but like really amazing people who don't have opportunity and then all of a sudden i mean i get it like you want to get that opportunity you want to make that money you want to provide I'm just I'm like, man, with that kind of money coming in, billion dollar valuation, you would hope I'm th- I mean, not them. You would hope there's some like really cool, holistic something or other happening through that. And maybe there is. I don't I know. I mean, there might well. be. There I probably just, is. I think it's like really interesting. I mean, their skate yeah, team, always their skate team is awesome right now. Like they're right. like their skate team is crushing it. They're doing rad shit like the right. stuff. And those that people are doing well, probably. So that's the, cool. The videos are dope. Like the, the stuff that they're making is still very much tied to their roots, but it just still feels weird for me to potentially just because of how like nothing's really secret anymore and so nothing's nothing special anymore like there's there's nothing to where you're like ooh, i know what that is like or like i wonder what that is everyone's like oh yeah supreme they're popular whatever and like there's because money is like the real money is the real mover once exclusivity doesn't really exist anymore right it's like you can get shit in the i'm just wondering what people's what's on people's minds like like when they're buying that shit, it's like people want to belong to something so badly right. that they'll spend a thousand dollars on a T-shirt for the status that it brings them so that they can say that they're cool. Like, so that's what's weird to me. Right. Because I was going back to like cool Disney, like was Walt Disney was like super poor and he like almost was bankrupt multiple times and like nah, 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 and it was super hard and then like rich. And now we're at this place where. Similar idea, right? People spend shit tons of money on Disney stuff to have a feeling. But the thing is, is you can connect to feelings through their movies and shit. So there's like actual feelings where like as close a lot of the time, the feeling is only based on someone else acknowledging you. Right. It's like some sense of, uh, oh, what's it's the just word? It's not intrinsic. Right, right, right. The, the, the value... It's like some. It's like someone else. Yeah, it's yeah. value and recognition versus value and in like what something makes you actually like. The clothes don't make you feel anything unless somebody tells you they notice your right. clothes. Right, you're part of the club. Yeah. with the clothes, like there's a status that comes with it right. because other people are gonna recognize. Like as far as what you're wearing, it's just a t-shirt. Right. I.e., if you bought a Supreme Bar logo t-shirt, wore it inside, and nobody saw it. For most people, it's not. It, it, there's no value in that, right? Yeah. The value is in hitting the streets and have people going, "Ooh." 
Right. So, oh, oh, totally. You're you're one of oh. me, or like you're one of them, or right. you're this, or you're that. It's fully external validation, like you're saying. Totally. Like I would never pay to go to to be a, a member of Club Thirty Three, but people pay for the validation. Right. And that's like the highest level there. And I'm like, I just, I would never. Which but I totally understand the idea that status in some way, shape or form is driving. It feels good. Everything. I get it. But there, I, I mean, number I, like, three, dude, like food and wine. some of that shit <laughs> is nice. just, some of that shit is just fucking bananas to me. And it, right. it, it like makes me sad about the human condition is, is like some people are like, unless I have this shirt, I'm just I'm not doing my thing like I'm mm. not I'm not into it mm. and I, I feel like the the version of people who it actually makes them feel good like there are some people who are collecting sneakers that are just in love with sneakers sure they're just like really it's it's more of like a hobby yeah, for it's them like the small percent and I don't think that's a lot of that I don't think that's most of them I think most people are collecting those things because it's just like a cultural thing to do that puts me like in this box with other right. people like it doesn't really i'm in easy money <laughs> i might get invited into the club which i'm it's like an fucking actual club. insane okay so even at at sema and like people will buy in on that at like the the like the lowest lowest viable the lowest, cost highest. so yeah yeah exactly uh-huh so i we show up to the trade mm-hmm. show in vegas and i'm just looking around and i'm like looking at people's shoes i'm like Yeezy boost, Yeezy boost, Yeezy boost, Yeezy boost, Yeezy boost, Yeezy boost. Fucking everywhere. Everyone's wearing the same shoes. And Bummer. I'm just like, people want to be seen so bad that they end up being nothing. Like, it's it's the new norm. And yeah, I'm like, dude, yeah, basic. You, none of you are now, quote unquote, special. You're just kind of like each other. And Man, that's, that's cool. Like, I get it if you like the shoes, but... It's like you don't need to spend that money to have this kind of connection with a different culture if you don't want to. There's got to be a different way to build that connection aside from just spending money. Because the money that you're spending is the the less – it's the safer way yep. but more expensive way than like to fit in rather than like having a conversation like you and i can have a conversation if i don't know you or if i meet you or right. if, or if we're some let, let's say we're at this automotive trade show like sure. i was at shit ton to talk we, about. we have a shared interest yep. by default totally. so i can either meet you and we can talk about whatever we can everything oh, car we, related we can talk about everything car related and then peel back the layer like yeah. a little further as time goes on and be like what do you think about this yeah like what are your thoughts on that Right. Um, but it, radiators but, don't. But instead, we can just stand there and like have a surface level conversation. I can look at your shoes. You can look at mine. We can be like, yeah, for You're sure. You're tight, dude, We're for good. sure. Yeah. It's good. Same like, squad. Done. Yeah. Dope. Right? And I then, don't got friends. I got family. Yeah, it's really, <laughs> it's a really safe place to be. It's like, okay, cool. I know that I fit in. Now I don't have to do the heavy lifting of actually mm-hmm. revealing like what's myself. on myself. Yeah, I don't have to show myself because yeah. I've shown you through what I'm wearing, right. through what's on my. Like, hey, dude, we're the same. We're good. We don't need to talk about it. Mm, and I think that's... I got a crossover. I'm good at basketball. <laughs> I think it's so <laughs> fucked up. It made me Dang. so mad. And then I'm like, oh, am I not supposed to be here? I just have, like, regular shoes on. My shoes are not limited release. I mean, if you have a car, you're supposed to be there. I guess, dude. It's so <laughs> weird. Dude, but Vegas, everybody up They dress up for Vegas, too. Which, I, double uh, worse. The show's like a big thing. And I do that shit, too. Like, I'll totally get a couple of knickknacks, like, before we go to SCA or something. Yeah, it's fun to get a little nice. It, it, but everybody likes getting something nice for themselves. It's that's cool. 
it's just levels to that shit. I'm gonna pee my pants, so I'll Don't. be right back. Jared's gonna go. Tell him. Jared's. <laughs> he's gonna go pee Woo! his pants. Don't don't pee your pants. I'm just, it's gonna Podcast has v- been very very interactive today. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's weird as someone who doesn't really always feel like they fit in neatly to any one. Like everywhere I go, I kind of feel like I'm an outsider. Like the community that I would love to connect the most with is the one that I'm most familiar with was the community of skateboarders. But even as time goes on and, you know, you show up to the spot or you show up to the park for me, I'm just in the back of my mind. I'm like, dang, am I am I like getting too old, not too old to skateboard? Cause that will never happen. But am I being judged by people? Am I completely out of the loop because the culture is mostly driven off of, off of like the, the youth kind of situation. Um, that's like really, really stressful for me in, in the context of the coffee industry that, you know, obviously have an affinity for coffee, but sometimes I'll go to these shows and wonder, man, I feel like I'm maybe the only one with these certain values. Or even if, you know, you go to like the quintessential, if you've ever been to like a men's group or whatever, and everyone's in there, it's just like, come on, brother, we're going to hug. We're brothers. And I'm just like, man, that just feels like really corny to me. We're men together. Like, I don't know where I fit into this whole thing. So I just feel kind of alone. Maybe you're just you. Maybe I'm just me. <laughs> maybe you're just a human. Maybe. Maybe you fit in because you're comfortable with you. <laughs> and maybe they don't fit in because they're not comfortable with them. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> Who does, dude? Let's go get some real expensive clothes. I can afford almost nothing. So it's good. We'll get there. <laughs> In terms of the money, we, we have, have no, no money. money. I'm trying to think, what was the last thing I bought? Oh, I bought a book yesterday. <laughs> That's not very exciting. Was, I but I am excited about the book. Last thing I bought was a Christmas present from a boo. A holiday. Yeah, but I think a book also. It's the yeah. last thing I bought. Yeah. Infi- the Infinite Game, Simon Sinek. Just, yeah. Is that just, a new new? It's new. It looks like a brand new. It's, it's a brand new it's a white, white label. Book. Yeah. They're taking it to the next that level. That guy's pretty much golden, so. I'm he's, pretty excited. He is golden. I'm he's pretty excited he's a to get deep into thinker. It. He's a deep thinker. He thinks a lot. Yeah. He akimbo's everybody's brain right out of their brain. That's Seth, dude. Oh, dang it. I always you do that. You got it mixed up again. Ah, I always do that. So Never mind. Different person. Infinite game. Also still cool. Infinite game primer so that you can think about it and then probably go get it later. Um, there's two types of games. There's finite games and infinite games. Nice. Finite games have known players, a defined beginning and end, mm. and everyone can agree on what winning looks like. So like a football game finite. is a finite game. Yep. We know who's in the game. We know the rules of the game. They're well established. We know when the game starts, and then when the game's over, there's a winner or a loser. Yeah. Infinite games have some players that are known, but also have some players that are unknown. Mm-hmm. There's no completely agreed upon framework for the game and there is no end to the game so business like business and life dude is a is an infinite game life is an infinite game and how creative can you be that's like the like who can you play with basis off of like his i like it that's like his new book which is which is i don't know how far in i I literally just started yeah 10 pages but he told some hook line. He something. already told some funny stories and I'm just like, oh, man, this shit. Well, he's probably tried a lot of stuff, too. It's going to be just bananas. Like, oh, I'm 
so excited. He, Simone. He talked. Oh, I got to tell the story. Tell I'm going to tell dude. it really poorly, but it made me laugh out loud in the coffee shop this morning. Oh, and LOL is pretty good. He, some years ago, was asked to speak at both Microsoft and Apple. This is like Here goes, near the beginning guys. of the like iPod thing. So Thor versus Hulk. He got to sit in on the whole all their meetings, and in the Microsoft meeting, they spent ninety percent of the meeting talking about how they were going to beat Apple, how they were going to like win the the battle between Microsoft and Apple. And then when he was done there, they gave him this. Uh, Zune, which was like their MP3. Yeah, oh, I remember that answer to <laughs> the iPod, and he's it like, actually, it was like pretty good. Like yeah. the interface was easy to use; it, it totally worked really well. And at his uh, Apple conference that he spoke at, Apple spent ninety percent of the time talking about how they were going to change the culture and basically push forward and, in a nutshell, try to do better do better work playing infinite games and he was on the like taking a taxi back to where or a car back to wherever they were dropping him off at the airport or something with apple employee number 54 who had been there since the way 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 beginning and he is now like some senior level executive or something and he's all yeah i couldn't help but just kind of stir the pot a little bit so i was like you know I just spoke at Microsoft and they gave me their new Zune and it's actually a lot better than your iPod. It does this better, does that better. And it's like, it just kicks your iPod's ass all over the place. And the executive looked at him and he's all, I bet it does. (laughs) (laughs) He's all, and that was the end of the conversation. (laughs) <laughs> I was he's like, all, we don't care about that at all. He's like, damn. That's so good. It was a pretty cool story. He's like, I bet. <laughs> That's such a great response. It's such a cool response. Yeah. That's a freaking Bushido response. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> he has like an infinite mindset. He's like, for sure. <laughs> cool story, bro. He's he's probably, don't flex at me. Probably get enough place to end a podcast on. Yeah. With some Simon. You know what? It's all fine. It's all fine. I bet it does. Simon. Actually, fuck, dude. Simon. Call me. Jenny hit me up and was like, you want to go see Simon Sinek? And I was like, for sure, in San Francisco. Please do more speaking because you do speaking. People come. Here's the problem with you, Simon. One, you're so optimistic it makes me want to barf, which is kind of exactly what I need sometimes. So thanks for that. Also, I hate you. The second thing is it's so expensive to go see you. How much is it? Because you're going so well. Is it over 120 bucks? Oh, the tickets that were left were like 200 bucks. And I think per person, I think you could probably get in cheaper if you got in earlier. But if you ran, you could probably sell out a Bay Area show like four nights in a row. For that's for sure. You know what I mean? There's no doubt. If you want to do it, you could. I want to see you. Because for for someone like I can't afford you. For someone like myself, right? I I wanted to go see that so bad, but I got on the train a little late, and I was like, I just can't pay. 200 bucks for me and 200 bucks for Jenny. I can't spend $400 to go have an evening in San Francisco. So please run like three or four days in a row if you can. I know you're busy. All of the little people would appreciate it. Thank you Some for Some of work. us little people want to be big people too, you know? <laughs> We're trying so hard over here, Simon. Bye. Well, hello, my name is Simon.
But instead, we can just stand there and like have a surface level conversation. I can look at your shoes. You can look at mine. We'd be like, yeah, you're sure. tight, dude, We're for good. sure. Yeah, same like, squad. Done. Yeah. Dope. Or is it like they do one of each, and it's like uh, you do me, I'll do you, you get it. <laughs> Oh no, it was the new stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs>